trying to think of a clever way to rolling start this episode here. Was that it? Are we in the episode? <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can be. Uh, you guys ever like, do you guys have Amazon Fire Stick or Apple TVs or what, what do you guys use for your streaming? Like what platforms? Um, I have I have an Apple TV because I have a lot of stuff that I bought on iTunes back in the day. So that's yeah. how I get to it. Are you I, still Roku guy, Nish? Yeah, well, not kind of and not really. Like I, I have a Roku on the TV upstairs, but it like doesn't really work very well because it doesn't pick up the signal very well here. <laughs> this is me and my shitty internet. Um, <laughs> so like generally I don't like, like I if, if I'm upstairs like watching stuff, I'll just watch it on my phone. And then if I'm downstairs, I have a smart TV. So it just, I, I just stream through that. Yeah. I mean, I have smart TV downstairs in my bedroom. I've got uh, Amazon fire stick and I got to give Amazon credit for this. They, they actually do a better job of recommending kind of off kilter things for me to watch. And, um, that's how I saw here comes the boom a couple months ago. I think they know that I'm a subscriber to ESPN plus and watch a, U, a lot of UFC stuff. Ah, okay. And, Sure enough, there's a banner for this movie called Chick Fight. Came out in 2020, and I was like, sure, I'll, I'll give this a flyer because like, I like UFC stuff. And it dawned on me that UFC is maybe quickly or slowly becoming, I think, one of the biggest sports in the world, and there's kind of no movies about it. Not too many that I can think of. It, I, I would say it's kind of there. I mean... Not as big as like I don't know, like basketball or something like that, or or obviously soccer. But like I was gonna say, I I, about the world, like there's no, but like I get I get like you know like ESPN updates or whatever on my phone because at some point I must have signed up for that. I don't know why the fuck I get them, but like (laughs) half of the ones I get are about like UFC 283, like so and so's going, and it's like I know nothing about what the fuck they're talking about because I'm not a UFC fan. But it's like if that is anything to go by, like people care about UFC a lot. Because I'm always getting these UFC updates every time there's it. an event. Have you watched any UFC fights, Paul? I could not possibly care less <laughs> to see. I've seen highlights, but no, I've never yeah. watched an actual match like as it's been going on. It's amazing. This is I, I, I take it back. It's not like this is a UFC thing, but it's it's kind of a hybrid between a UFC fighter and Fight Club, if you will. So, I mean, the movie came out in 2020. Wait, so is this, a, is this a documentary or is this like No, a... no, it's a movie style starring Malin Ackerman. Okay. Weird. So like, yeah, she's on the cover and I'm like, all right. Like I, I watched the preview and I was like, all right. But like, I, I have to give you a list of reasons why this movie should really suck. For, like first and foremost, the company that distributed this movie was Redbox Entertainment. Did you guys know Redbox pushes out movies? Are they like the, I, I, the yes, movie, but the I movie um, like vending like, machine? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, like I did know that, but I don't know why. <laughs> like, yeah. did I see something or did I like hear about it? Yeah, I don't. I this is the first movie I've seen Redbox Entertainment on. I was like, all right, I guess we're already starting with a directed DVD category of movie. It was directed by somebody called Paul Layden. Paul Layden is just known to be an actor from as the world turns i was like all right like good for him <laughs> yeah 
And then like I started doing a little research into it before I even flipped it on and Malin Ackerman essentially signed on to be the star of the movie and was like, hey, you know, I'm going to be a producer for this movie. And one of her first things she did as producer was ask her sister, who's like a fashion model, to write seven songs for the soundtrack. So didn't have the sounds amazing. And it got 38 percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Spoiler alert. The movie didn't suck. This is a so, sorry. I'm, I'm I, I got to the chick fight Wikipedia page and I'm kind of marveling at some of the people in this movie. Yeah, it's an odd so, cast. <laughs> it it is a bit of an odd cast. Um, it's got Malin Ackerman. Right. It's got B- Bella Thorne. Yeah, Bella Thorne is in it. Um, Dolce Sloan, who frankly, like, this is going to be a launch pad for her. Um, she she was awesome in this movie. Kevin Connolly from Entourage. If you guys saw that, um. There's a pro wrestler in this movie, Kevin Nash, who I guess was in WWF or something along that. Um, how do I say her name? Fortune Fortune Finster. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Alec Baldwin. What? <laughs> Dude's got houses so, and boats to buy. Yep. I, I guess so. And, uh, you know, lying wives, uh, stories stories to, to bury. Exactly. Um so, uh, Malin Ackerman plays a woman named Anna and like, uh, I'm just going to give you like the first 10 minutes of the movie is that like her world is essentially falling apart. She's in the process of losing her business. She owns a coffee shop, her car gets repossessed and she got an eviction notice on her apartment. So things are not super swell for her. Um, and like right away, like some important characters in this movie are like introduced. Number one, you're introduced to her dad who's played by, um, that wrestler, Kevin Nash, and then to her sidekick, Charlene, who's played by Dolce Sloan. So when she, when she, she needs to talk to somebody about all the bad things happening in her life and her dad invites her over and says, meet me in the backyard and her dad will not allow her in the house. And, um, you learn in that conversation that her mom has passed away about a year before and there's some noise inside the house and clearly somebody's in there and she's like, Oh, are you like dating somebody? And, He's like, no, 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 you can't go in. And eventually, like, her dad's new boyfriend comes out of the house. So it's a lot to process. Okay. <laughs> Is that apparently her dad has been bisexual for, you know, his entire life. And now he's dating a dude. And it's a lot for her to process. And she's talking to her homegirl, Charlene. And Charlene says, I have just the thing for you. <laughs> what are you guys chuckling at? Homegirl. Just your use of the word homegirl. <laughs> I say homegirl and homeboy all the time. Uh, not to us, I don't think. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I've never heard you say that. All right. So she's she's talking to her friend Charlene, and Charlene says, I have the thing for you. And Charlene puts a bag over her head, puts her in a car, and, and, blind, and blindfolds her and drives her to this underground fight club. <laughs> And it's a fight. It's basically fight club for women, but it's following why, why I brought up UFC is that they follow UFC rules in, in this fight club. And there's these women just beating the shit out of each other. Um, and we learned that uh, Anna's mom was the founder of this fight club. She didn't know anything about this. And there's like, um, I can't remember what the rules, two rules of fight club, right? One, you don't talk about fight club, right? And, and that's the joke. Uh, and then two, first time people have to have to fight. And if they don't and they leave, they're never allowed to come back again. And since it was her mom's club, 
she feels like she has to go in there and she gets the shit kicked out of her. And then the movie goes from there. This is like, such a this is such a complicated setup. It really like, is. Like, like like she ends up like being like dragged to this fight club that happened to be founded by her mom who's dead. Like it's like, like it's so what a weird setup. Yeah, there's a lot there it's it's a good I don't know. They, they I'll give them this much. Um maybe the directing was bad. Um but you figure it out pretty quick, and this is the perfect movie to have in the background on and not pay attention. <laughs> that's that's how I can rave, summarize this movie. Rave review. Uh, I, I do. I do. What I do like the idea that they have a very complicated like admin system to keep track of people who have been there but didn't fight, so they can like card them out the door and make sure they can't come in again. Basically, yeah. Um, what's weird about this movie is it's a pretty mediocre movie. Although, like, if I was thinking, (laughs) yeah, well, no, what I was going to say is I was thinking critically about, like, why I thought this movie was so mediocre. I mean, it was totally it was totally the script because the plot is kind of blah, but I liked everybody in this movie. Alec, at some point, she realizes, like, I want to get back in there and fight again, but I, I. Oh, she gets challenged, but at any rate, she she needs a trainer, and she and she hires Alec Baldwin to be her trainer. He's this like local drunk, and he becomes her trainer. I like Alec Baldwin in this movie a lot. He's really funny. Uh, like I said, Dolce Sloan had every time she's on screen, she's making jokes, and and they're generally sex jokes and really lewd lewd sex jokes, and they're hysterical. Um, Fortune, how do I say her name? Nish? Feimster. I think Feimster. Yeah, yeah. The Feimster. Um, I think for the, for, I think this movie is, kind of, she's starting to pop up in all the comedian of, circles. Yeah. Like, I was going to say she's, she's been like kind of up and coming. I think over the last year or two, I feel like I've seen her a lot. I think you're going to see a lot more of her, uh, uh, her for sure. Kevin Connolly was exactly the same guy, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that he, that he always is kind of like a slightly arrogant little douchey guy. Um, but you like him. He's, He's got um, his niche. <laughs> and this is the first time. How many times? I don't know. Have you, Paul, this is a good question because I've heard the name Bella Thorne a hundred times. I'm like, I have no idea who the fuck this person is. I mean, she was, she was a kid star for something, right? And then, yeah, she was on, she was, she was like a Disney star. Yeah. That's, and she had that, some TV bopper hits and then she like decided she wanted to be a badass. I've seen her in a couple like low budget things, I think. Yeah. yeah, I've seen her in like, like one of those horror movie and stuff. I've and seen her. Yeah, I've seen her in like one of those random teen comedies that comes on every once in a while. Yeah, the, like she was in that one. The the Duff. Is that the one? Duff standing for designated ugly fat friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. terrible. Yes, it's it, it's Which, a movie basically about a girl who finds out that she is the Duff out of her group of friends, but didn't realize was, it. And then she like was, goes about trying to like basically like be her, you know, kind of like come out of her shell and sort of like be like popular first. And then as these teen comedies usually go, she learns that it's better to be herself. And the, the, you know, the, the nice guy next door, who's also really hot falls for her and blah, 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 blah. The nice girl next door or the next guy rather next door being, uh, one of the ML people. I, I always forget which one it is. <laughs> I don't Steven remember if Robbie? it's right. I can't remember which one it is, which, which one is uh, green arrow. Uh, Steven. I think it's him, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Wait, so she I played mean, the Duff? Anyway, is, is anyway, the yeah, duff? no, no, no. 
the Duff is Mae Whitman, uh, and and Veal from Arrested Development. Um, oh, okay. And uh, but she she is the uh, popular girl who makes her life hell in the movie. Right, that Bella makes Thorne. sense. Yeah. In the in this movie, she plays the bully as well. She's part of this <laughs> new breed of fighters that just basically is like trained and comes in and beats the shit out of the old breed the old breed was like this is a place where we work out all of our anger and learn how to like if you can win a fight then when you go out in the real world you can be successful and right you can fight it's it like there. It's, it's like the fight club being like a form of therapy kind of thing Very sort of so and that's why her mom founded the fight club and blah 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 and bella thorne is basically oh that's i think that's one of the rules if you are challenged then you have to you have to fight that person so the one, like the one, co- when she came in the first time, they're like, "Don't challenge Bella Thorne's character; she will literally kill you." And the first thing she did was like, saw her in a Starbucks or something, and that chick was mouthing off, and she, she's like, "I challenge you!" And the the whole movie is her prepping for that fight, and then ultimately winning that fight. So, Bella Thorne was pretty good in this movie. First time I ever saw her. Good for her. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> It's funny is like I noted that the soundtrack had um, seven tracks written by her sister. Couldn't name any of it. Couldn't remember any of it. It was pretty forgettable. But um, I do feel this is one of those movies that the the people in it will become like pretty famous afterwards and known for like bigger and better work. I think that um, I think that Alec Baldwin guy is something ahead of him. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he had good timing. Yeah. You know, I could see him having good timing in other things. <laughs> Um, uh, how how long is this movie, Willie? It's quick, ninety okay. minutes tops. I mean, that's that's maybe, that's maybe something less. going in favor of it. <laughs> it's pretty digestible. I'm surprised that it was like a thirty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It was it was better than that. And like, I've seen some dumb dumb shit during quarantine. Like, if you need something to pass some time, and you're like going there with the caveat that like, there's like for an hour and a half movie, there'll probably be like five times you laugh out loud. That's that's pretty high. That's a pretty good amount. Question. Yeah. Does anybody in this movie pee their bed at any point? (laughs) Just an important question that I always want answered before I'm going to see a movie. I'm missing the reference. (laughs) No reference. Just asking. (laughs) Nobody pees the bed. Were you guys talking about me when I took my headphones off? (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, now! I want to say yes and just let him stew. <laughs> By the way, I had to look it up. Nish, uh, the Duff came out in 2015 with Robbie I, Amell. It, but, I lo- I saw too. <laughs> but Robbie Amell and Mae Whitman were both 27 when they when that movie came out. Is that as a high school movie? As teenagers, yes, yes. Oh my absolutely. god! It's a high school movie. That's ridiculous. What is what is a Robbie ML? <laughs> <laughs> He's a uh, he's like a he's he's uh, one of these CW guys. His last name is ML. M M L A A M E L L. Oh, I thought you were talking like the letters M. Like like Andrew W K. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome, Robbie ML. <laughs> <laughs>